0: Hey everybody, okay. welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We are at episode 658 after our week off. It's a new year,
1: uh, but it's the same old PC per. I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. And I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Brunberg. Welcome to 2022.
0: Yes, January 5 as we record this, as a matter of fact. And you can subscribe to Be Alerted via email at pcper.com slash subscribe and find out when we go live for events like this podcast recording session and you can help support the site by heading over to patreon.com slash pcper and on that front uh we have a patron sir bogative they bumped their patron patronage
1: their patronage uh thank you sir bogative they did indeed um my opinion, or my, I'm noticing that, uh, Sebastian, you're doing some specialty posts over at uh, Patreon yeah. nowadays. Ooh. Because we were off last while. week,
0: I put a, up an unboxing video to tide people over. Uh, just little silly stuff like that. Stuff that is not necessarily going to make it to the main channel. And because I now feel free to do that, expect more in that vein. Because it's easy to point and he's a camera doing, at something and just start talking. He's doing really well. You guys should jump on there and...
2: I I want to make the
0: Patreon into, I mentioned LGR when we were in the pre-show, but I want to make it kind of like, LGR has his main channel, which has like 1.5 million subscribers. And then he has his Hmm. secondary channel called LGR Blurbs, where he does quick unscripted stuff, like unboxing something or talking about something off the cuff. I could use Patreon for that. Any of us could. Talk about something real quick, throw it up on the Patreon. And if it's it's, a good idea, the patrons think it's good. Any of us could? Any of us. You trust me? Yes, with access Josh. To I, oh, and Josh. Mm. While we're on the subject, <laughs> oh, we—I yeah. did a poll on Patreon a couple weeks ago. Overwhelming majority of respondents want the mail bag back.
3: Mail How bag. do they
1: spell mail again? What was it? M a l e. That's right. Yep. They wanted Josh's mail bag. Mail bag. That's what they <sighs> wanted.
0: All right. Uh, now mm. I know the top story
1: has to be 3DV
0: cash, but let's let's oh. let's hold off for just a moment. That. Wait, a obviously.
1: Wait, as a we record. You yell this, at me burying the lead. You yell yeah. at me.
0: <laughs> before any of that, I've completely forgotten what we're doing here. Before any of that, let's
3: go to Laramie, Wyoming, and talk to Josh about food. Indeed. Yes, this was. uh You know, I can't remember the exact name. It was like the Tot Burger or something like that. But it sounds blah, but it's really tasty. This is a burger with only a single patty, right? But got smashed in there a bunch of tater tots and then on top of that is pulled pork and then on top of that is a lavish amount of queso it's a very subtle burger it's not you know i mean it's in your face and that you've got to put it in your face but you know it, it wasn't spicy but it was tasty and it sure filled me up and the pulled pork was nicely done of course, the burger is always good. But you add the tater tots and the queso on there. And it's just extravagant. It's just, you know, happily, excess is never enough. And this is excess. And, and, I, and I approve this burger. Speaking of things the whole family can enjoy, AMD,
0: they're, they're bringing it all to the table. New graphics, new processor technology, new, new things you can actually buy, like on the mobile side of things. So let's start off with our C- CES 2022 coverage by talking about the Ryzen 6000 series mobile. And this, this may sound boring. It's like, oh, it's, it's mobile. And the, usually that's like a half generation behind. No, we're getting Zen 3 Plus CPU cores. And finally, finally, the wait for RDNA 2 graphics in a CPU is over. This is Zen 3 plus CPU cores, up to eight of them, and up to 12 RDNA 2 compute units on the new six nanometer tech and a new platform. It's it's all new, Josh. Wait, it's a new platform. It's a new mobile platform.
3: It says oh in, well, quote, yeah, an all new platform. End quote. It's an all new platform. No, this is a uh, really. I mean, it's got it's got it's got the works. Zen three plus, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's an all in one monolithic die. It's got uh, our DNA N A two cores. This is this is huge for the mobile space. And and they've got you know they haven't talked much about uh, TDPs, but we'd expect to go from what you know ten up to thirty five, maybe even forty five, and in, in the really high end space. Um, it's it's you know Zen three plus, so you're you're going to have architectural enhancements as compared to the you know the the well performing Zen three that we we currently have with the five thousand series. Um, this is you know this is a massive update for AMD, and uh, it looks to be, you know, Oh, I guess they did talk about the TDPs a bit. Um, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be fun. It's it's nice to see, yeah, fifteen through forty five watts. Yeah the the high end SKU is the Ryzen nine
0: sixty nine eighty HX, eight cores, sixteen threads, max boost
3: five gigahertz. Five gigahertz that's, so that's it's pretty good for mobile for AMD. I mean, I sure Intel has been doing that for their mobile stuff, but it's you know it's it's you know picoseconds of, and I'm sure that AMD will have the same you know time up at that max boost, but yeah, it's uh 2.4 gigahertz for, for the RDNA cores. That's yeah. That's nice as well. That's gonna have some pretty solid performance across the board, both CPU and GPU. And uh it's gonna be interesting to see um you know we haven't talked about is this going to be a DDR5? It's gonna be DDR4. I don't know. I thought they talked about... I thought that was
0: addressed somewhere. I think it's going to have DDR5 I thought of support. Yeah, thought 5. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. it says advanced DDR memory yep. for faster mobile computing. It's PCIe 4, USB 4, and then they're using uh, Qualcomm or MediaTek for a Wi-Fi 6E solution. And so the, all the stuff is there. They're checking all the boxes. Obviously, you're not going to get PCIe 5 mobile even on the Intel side because it's mobile. You typically are mm-hmm. going for more power savings than the latest... Um, Microsoft Pluton yeah It this is a very compelling platform and those I mean obviously the very high end like we're talking 45 watt plus TDP for the sixty-nine hundred and sixty-nine eighty HX but those are going to be in bigger chassis I'm sure that it's going to be like 65 watts to get the maximum power like performance boost GPU performance out of it but I'm curious how 6 nanometer um Improves efficiency, performance per watt, that sort of thing. Um, But another technology. How many RDNA
3: cores in the 6500 XT?
0: 6500 XT? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the people. I can't remember either.
1: I'll have to pull we that up. Probably look at that. Yes, yeah, so we'll look at that draft. shortly.
0: But we have to talk about but the other thing that
1: they kind of slid in. Oh yes, the we do. We need press to uh, release. Well, well, hang on. What about their gaming benchmarks with the and the APU series? I mean, they're saying 1.8 to 2x. So it's yeah. looking really, really good. Very strong. Good. But t- that's 1080, 1080p low, 1080p medium, but 60 plus frames, which is looking great. And add on their super super resolution. It's
3: mm-hmm.
1: probably going to be
3: pretty legit. I'm looking for it so apparently there's 16 cus in a 6500 xt and so you're only down four and uh even yeah, though 12. you're down yep. 400 megahertz as well that's still you're 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 fast approaching the new budget 200 hundred dollar 1080p card that's exactly yeah. isn't that cool yeah yeah yes. Uh, in what? Yeah, we'll talk about reality that. Reality, but is anyway, an well, dollars
1: available though. Two two hundred dollars. That's a stupid number. That's that's okay. not real.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing that was slipped into the same, uh, you know, AMD had a lot going on in this presentation. They talked about the Radeon, but they also talked about the first CPU with 3D V cache, which is the Ryzen seven five thousand eight hundred X three D. It's not a fifty. sadly,
3: what you see there are it's the only the- two. In existence? No, 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 no. Those, those no. Those are those, those are not the 3D V Cache ones. Those, oh. those are uh, Zen four chips. Uh, okay. Well, this is the picture they the sent. This is the actual. This is
0: one of two images they sent for this press release. The other I one know. was the back of a I CPU
3: know. with
0: no identifying markings on it at all. So.
3: Well, they want to show you the uh, the LGA. It had pins. It wasn't LGA. It oh really? Well, yeah. never mind
0: that. So this is this is a socket AM four processor. This is not the new socket this is not a new platform this is something you can drop into an existing board so it'll be available for socket am4 later in spring 2022 is what they said it's still 105 watt tdp boost frequencies are down a little bit this is up to 4.5 gigahertz but you're getting all that cache the total cache is 100 megabytes on an eight-core, sixteen-thread part.
3: That's that's I, so much bigger they, than my original sixteen megabytes on my Pentium <laughs> one thirty-three. See, that was total system
1: RAM. You're talking, yeah, about. yeah. I think they dropped the base frequency as well from three point oh, okay. eight to three point yeah. four. So they're talking about delivering an average
0: of five percent faster 1080p gaming across select titles than the competition. It was versus a twelve nine
3: hundred K. So there's a lot and of there, good things in here. I mean, there there are people with concerns, and they're understandable concerns. It's like, you know, why does it only go up to four point six or four point five gigahertz, as compared to 4.7, 4.8 for a regular one? Um, and you kind of kind of look at the whole thing as a system because it it really is. I mean, you've obviously got, got the CPU, and then you've got the three D V cache on top of that, and there are some limitations there. I mean, cache typically takes up a lot more power when it's powered on and actually doing work. And so if you're trying to keep at that 105 watt TDP and, you know, when we actually get into a systems, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it will pull more power than a regular 5800X. And even then, you know, 5800X still pulls a pretty good amount of juice. Um, you've got so much more efficiency in not having to go to main memory as much, memory controllers take up a lot of power as it is, and then you've got latency involved and more power. And so, when you have a backside cache, a large, you know, well, it's it's an enhanced three uh, level three cache that it's just right there on the bus that that's internal to the CPU. Well, that's a terrible description of what it is, but anyway. Um, it's low latency far lower latency than uh, than uh um ddr4 um it's lower latency than kind of the previous iteration Intel released the 55 5775c broadwell for desktop which had uh 128 megs i think of e-dram with the uh with the iris pro graphics attached to it but that was, that was kind of on a separate bus, and I think it looked at it as L4 cache. So AMD did some some pretty interesting things with their 3DV cache. I mean, uh, the amount of bandwidth that uh, it gets is tremendous. I mean, it's just, again, it's an expanded L3 cache from what the CPU views it as. And so we don't take a latency head. We have just as much bandwidth, but we have a huge amount of memory that you can store all this. Commonly accessed data instead of going back to main memory, and so gaming performance is the thing that they're really pushing with this. And uh, I mean, we're going to see other improvements in terms of performance, but maybe not as much because we are getting you know a little bit hammered on the clock speed to to hit the thermals and and all the power requirements that you know throwing this extra chip on with all of this cache uh, inevitably uh, requires. But the thing that also kind of interests me is that, so far, there is one skew, and I believe that probably will only be one skew. They're looking at this, and this is my analysis, not what they're saying, but it kind of seems to me that they're looking at this as almost a a pipe-cleaning type product to test out this kind of stacking technology to see if it is efficient, sustainable, and cost-effective. If you've got multiple SKUs, you know, you can maybe do things. Like if you had a 5800X 3D and a 5600X 3D, you know, that that would be like, hey, there's a certain defect in this 5800X, and we're just gonna downgrade this to a 5600X 3D. I mean, that's a possibility, but you're also gonna be looking at quite a bit more money, I think, uh, for the SKU as compared to a, a standard 5800X. So they're juggling a lot of things right here now to make sure, I mean, this is not going to be, you know, a, a a market leader for them. Uh, I think that it will sell far less than a typical 5800X as well as even the 5900X because a lot of people like more threads. I mean, that, and that... Certainly delivers it, and uh, again, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to benchmark this. Yeah, and even see... more importantly,
1: it challenges the supremacy the twelve nine hundred K. It cha- challenges the gaming supremacy of the twelve nine hundred K. there that, that's that's the deal, right? Yes,
3: yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. And I mean, you know, gaming is the big thing that that people want to hear about because. Mm-hmm. That's like a $12 billion industry this year. I'm probably so undercutting it. I mean, there's some serious scratch. And, uh, you know, you've got to have the best gaming processor out there for a PC market.
2: And yeah. hopefully get it to market because that's really important right now.
3: Speaking of getting
2: things to market
0: in gaming, they also announced a new graphics card. And we're, we're getting down. We talked about this earlier. $200 price point theoretically. <coughs> yeah. In
2: theory. <laughs> this is the Radeon RX 6500 XT.
0: What isn't to like? It's small. It only has two display outputs total. It has...
2: It can't mine worth shit. Four gigabytes <laughs> of RAM. It has four gigabytes well, of I mean, RAM. It can, it can, it really it can can't mine, mine some well. things,
3: but Ethereum is, is kind of out of the picture yeah. because that requires eight gigs uh, for the mining of the Ethereum. But... Uh, you know, maybe Dogecoin and some of these other ones, they, they will still possibly. do it. But um, yeah, but I mean, they're, the their way they're doing this is it does look like this is truly a budget gaming product that they're trying desperately to get into people's hands. And that's the reason probably why mm-hmm. it's only got four gigs of memory.
2: And Because if you throw in eight,
3: then, then yeah, the miner's going to grab it up. But at four... You know, you can still play 1080p games okay. Or better. Uh, some of the newer ones will have issues, but you'll have mm-hmm. to, you know, drop down quality settings um, to get it to run on there. But, you know, it's it's something that is not a console. Somebody can maybe actually buy for $200 in a month or so. Well, maybe. Mm, I mean, that's uh, a pretty optimistic... Maybe. But it is. 10-up is, demand the
0: card? alone, even if it's not used for mining.
1: Yeah. Huge. True. Now, yeah. if we
0: go back yeah. in time, think back to June 29 of
2: 2016. Oh, things were so nice back then. Little did mm. we know. When AMD had we, this
0: RX 480 card. I've heard of it. And that card, let me just double check. I could be wrong about this. That had how much memory did this have? Uh, eight. Oh, it started with four. four. Gig- okay. uh, you oh, could four. get four. Oh, yeah, there was yeah four, and then there was an eight gigabyte version, and it was yes. only GDDR5. So it would be an upgrade if you were coming from a four eighty to a, a sixty five hundred XT. It is an upgrade. Well, guaranteed I to
3: mean, pull if less power. Yeah. Believe...
2: Well, that's true for sure. But no, if you believe, well, you also got ray tracing support. <clears throat> yep. It should be relatively about forty percent faster than a five seventy. Oh, okay. according yeah. to the, nomencl- the to what they're saying, we'll see. Uh, it does have better specs than the IGPUs you were talking about. It, it actually That's does for, have four more. more. Yeah, four more, four more use.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Running at four hundred megahertz more.
3: Two point
0: eight gigahertz. The clocks on the are GPU. nuts. The clocks I, I are crazy on
1: this. Look was at this. What I was
3: going to say, Josh.
0: This says the fastest clocks in a gaming card. Well, here's why. Up to two thousand six hundred and ten megahertz. I, yeah. I
1: read two point eight somewhere. Where did I, where did I see two
3: point eight? That boosts, could be like the max oh, boost. boost. Yes,
1: yeah. I think they do
0: yeah. base game. Every
3: boost. card has
2: five clocks now. Yeah. So yeah, good luck. Yeah.
3: No, there are four this. clocks. Uh, there are, <laughs> you know, for a
1: for a 75 watt card, they actually, you know, actually added that six pin extra PCIe power as well. I thought that was interesting. Supposedly for only 75 watts, so it probably draws a bit more.
0: Yeah, and it still has bit. Infinity Cache, so I mean, they oh, can yeah. get that 305 gigabyte per second total number. Oh, there it is. But what is it? And if it
2: really does sell for 200 bucks, I don't hate it.
0: Oh, no, 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 absolutely. If this was the card you could buy for that, it would...
3: Yeah. I would love to yeah. be able to walk into a I micro mean, center three, and just pick one up. Three years ago, you would have laughed at it and said only oh, 30% I, more I, than an RX 580 that you can right. buy for $160. Why would, why would you spend that extra? I mean, yeah, you'd get the ray tracing support and some of the other, but... You know, you're 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 sacrificing four gigs of, of memory for, you know, things like even Far Cry five required six to eight. Yep. Um and so yeah, but now we're at a point where they're not selling the five eighty anymore. Um you can get a R Vega fifty six for around six hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is still a good ten eighty p gaming card. Too. It is. There. It is. But uh, yeah, we live in a very, very strange world as compared to what it was three years ago when you know this would have been laughed at. But now, right now, we we kind of see this as a life preserver for PC gaming.
1: Doesn't the Steam that hardware survey? Systems. Doesn't the Steam hardware survey still have everybody on GTX era cards predominantly? Still, pretty sure it does. Uh, uh, GTX no. GTX like 10 the 1050 is the still.
3: Yeah, ten fifty, ten sixty. That's what I thought. And the RX five eighty that has been and the five eighty. Yeah, long, yeah. long legs that's, on that one. Oh man, my kids still games on that thing. I still doesn't do anything really exciting.
0: If you go by the Steam Hardware Survey, you'd think that everybody on the Earth is either using an NVIDIA card or Intel integrated graphics, and there's like a, oh. a few people out yeah. there with AMD Radeon cards,
2: but. That's how it reads. That's right. Um, 768P is still actually relatively popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not only that, but obviously we can infer from this that AMD
3: graphics card users are smarter because they don't give out their info and data to other people.
0: Incredibly- ah, you know what? That's, that's, prob- that's probably it. It's kind of like trying to run a tech site when the kind of tech savvy people who will read such a tech site will all use an ad blocker. I mean, it's just, you
2: know, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah, that <laughs> what is the, problem? What is the yeah.
0: rationale here? Yeah. Well, wow, uh, doesn't make any money. I can tell no you that. The gold is bright. <laughs> Untoward Media in the YouTube chat says an RX 480 8 gig is $450 used on eBay.
1: Jeez.
3: Oh, really? That's, Holy
0: cow. That, I believe it. Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting on a gold mine. NVIDIA, not to be outdone by AMD. Ooh. And by the way, uh, wah, wah. CES 2022. Now, in years past, CES, there'd be an event. One morning, and then like Nvidia would be that night, and then AMD might be the next morning. No, no, no. Everybody had their stuff all within like the same three hour window of the same day.
3: So, yeah, it was AMD, Nvidia, then Intel, and then Qualcomm.
1: Yeah. Qualcomm.
3: So, while I was working on AMD news, because Lisa
0: Sue was on stage at 7 a.m. Nevada time, so 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, and like, trying to get screenshots of the live stream and then a few minutes after that i got the email from amd with the actual press release so i'm getting i'm like writing up news and then i have to have intel news ready and they'd actually pre-briefed us and then there was nvidia's event so i'd have all of the nvidia news so moving on to that real quick nvidia ces they did desktop we'll get to the one more thing here in a moment i'll save that as a
2: in case people don't know, well, that's what one more thing is for.
0: Yes, RTX 3050 desktop. That was rumored. That's real. But it's there's an interesting twist to the story. It's almost like they knew what AMD was going to do. And then the mobile RTX 3070 Ti and 3080 Ti. And there had already been rumors about the 3080 Ti mobile with its 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. And they're going to have a whole. S load of new laptops, of course, 160 new laptops coming with these new TI cards or TI. I call it TI. But let's talk about the desktop GPU, the RTX 3050. Interestingly, they don't have a lot of, of uh, hard specifications here, but eight gigabytes of GDDR6 memory at 249. I wonder if they were originally considering four gigabytes at 200. But 8 for 249 is more compelling to me. I would pay the extra 50 bucks for double the RAM over the Radeon card. Yeah. That is, and there's a whole bunch of OEM partners. We've already had press releases for some of them, but
3: that card is... And of course, Ethereum can be, even though they may take this as a low hash rate, <laughs> it's still going to be
2: used for
3: yeah. exactly that. I
0: hope not, but yeah. January 27 is when we'll we'll know if they're all sold out
3: everywhere. I bet we will see probably far more 6,500 XTs on the market that you can buy, even with inflated prices, than RTX 3050s.
0: Yeah, I mean, judging by the current market, I believe you, because the Radeon's the only thing you can buy. You can buy
3: a 6,900 XT, and that's about it. Well, you can do the others. I mean, you can buy a, a $900 6,700 okay. XT, well, which you're still right. sucks, you can but you If you're not it.
0: overpaying as much... The 6900 6900, yeah. yep, yep. It's only about 50% over MSRP. <laughs> As it's compared still to 100. Really
3: awful. Yeah. The, yeah, they, they had them on the at the Micro Center. Is complete. Last time I was there, they AMG actually had 6900. to send me one of their Halo 6900 XDs. but of course, oh, with the look that's of not going to happen because one, you've got to actually put out content.
0: Well, nah. you just have to, uh, no, you just need to be uh, the, an influencer. You're already oh. friendly in the Team Red, Josh. We could swing mm-hmm. this. I'll, I'll yep. give you my contacts. You can do it. Sure. I'm not important enough. Maybe you are. Josh, NVIDIA, I am by the way, cool. no.
2: They. He's literally they been ignored by better people. No. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's easier for them to ignore you when you're not seeing them in person. I've noticed. All right. Uh, the one more thing. They held up the 3090 oh. Ti. Which A.K.A. You know, I calling it TIE the whole time. The unobtainium.
3: Yes. Yes. TI stands for tanium. <laughs> mm. So, NVIDIA
0: teased the 3090 TI. They called it a, quote, monster GPU, end quote. Did not want to share a lot of information about it, but did say that it's 24 gigabytes of memory, the same as the regular 3090, would be 21 gigabit per second, GDDR6X. Which is a bit fast. better. Yeah, it was 19.5 originally, so that's that's quite yeah. a bit higher. Now, videocards.com goes further than NVIDIA was willing to. It's a full implementation of GA102. So, one, 10,752 CUDA cores. It's, uh, the 21 gigabit per second uh, modules is part of the reason that the card is going to have a TDP of 450 watts. <laughs> And it's going to have it's going to be the first GPU to utilize a 16-pin power connector. That's
1: custom, I believe. Yeah. Not
2: That's included right. in the box. And so if yeah. I go over to hey,
1: videocards.com uh, here. That GA102, just as a quick reminder, is the same for the top three cards.
0: So GA102 350 in the 3090 uh-huh. Ti. Uh 84 GPU clusters. They used to call those oh, top four cards, sorry. 84 RT cores, 336 tensors, and TMUs. Base clock of 1560, boost clock of 1860 megahertz. Same 384-bit bus, higher... Uh, memory clock, so an effective bandwidth one
3: rate. terabyte per second bandwidth. Yes.
1: Ah, oh, they finally yes. caught up with v- Vega.
0: They caught up. They caught up with Vegas <laughs> uh, Radeon Seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, finally. So that's a lot.
0: And then of course, there's the uh, 3050 again. Exciting. 130 watt card, single six pin. I think on that one or no? And
2: then the other annoying thing I ran into was some people were describing the uh, the The shaders had 40 teraflops, period, end of story. Like, okay, at what precision would that be or anything? But assuming that they're staying the same, they're looking at 40 uh, shader teraflops to 29.2 for the non-TI. Okay, it was single.
1: Yeah, that's big. Good question from the chat, which is, Hey, what kind of power supply are you going to need with your Alder Lake CPU and a 3090
3: T? A Oh boy. a
2: separate. You yeah, need a minimum
1: of 850.
3: <laughs> uh, minimum I,
2: actually, of what 850.
0: I
1: was what I saw was a thousand, but it depends on the vendor. Yeah, yeah. That's just for yeah. the GPU. You know, y- you remember well, you want to x- ex- operate in the efficiency range of your PSU, not at its peak operating range. You want to get yeah. Uh, have to
0: get.
3: Okay, just just as an aside. We had a dual 3090 at work with a Threadripper, and we had a HX 1200 watt power supply. And in that combination of Threadripper and two 3090s, it would trip and shut the machine down. We had to get the high-end Corsair AX 1600 for it to work stable. And that just makes me mad because that's so far, I mean, it's pulling so far more than spec than what you can build for. It's not even funny.
0: Yeah. You can't I even run spec- You can't run storage or fans. If you've got that set up, because the thread <laughs> rippers is going to pull 400 <laughs> under load. And then the two graphics cards are going to pull 400 each. And Ooh. that's, I mean, you're, you're pushing the limits that's, and yeah, that's without right off the bat. anything else. Now every fan, every hard drive in that system is going to just stress it. RGBs, forget about RGB at that point. (laughs) I need a separate PSU for my RGB lighting, Yeah, actually.
2: An RGB PSU, actually. And strangely enough, he's got Pelche cooling on them, too.
1: Do you remember that power supply that we we talked about a long time ago? It was like two power supplies in the same ATX chassis Oh, yeah. Those like redundant Mm -hmm. power supplies? One of those. One of those might do. But they weren't that big. They need maybe, maybe like these like 750s. <laughs> water-cooled the water-cooled yeah. power supplies.
2: Oh, no, there's, there's water there, there are tar water-cooled power supplies. Power supplies. A, there are. FSP,
1: I know, has one. Yeah. yeah, they might have been the same people who made that dual. dual. It, it yeah. was yeah. FSP, yeah. yeah.
0: We know Alder Lake takes a lot of power. power. What about if you shrink it down? What about if you put it in a lower power envelope? And you get Alder Lake Intel Core H series. So that's 12th gen core the uh, according to intel i'm quoting them here the fastest mobile processor period ever period so that the extra period is for emphasis i guess and because that's how you know young people talk now or how they write they're claiming they have the best mobile gaming platform we'll see cuz amd has a new platform too and they were the amd actually had their announcement first so i don't know is this still correct oh we were yeah. pre briefed with information that said that they had the fastest mobile processor, and then AMD came out early and said, "Well, we have a compelling hey, do, new platform. Does,
3: does anyone ever actually sue over these things? Marketing, I don't know. no. I don't know. So it's no. it's it doesn't matter because they're industry leading. They're the fastest. In what? Well, we need to get you some numbers on a few other things, but wait for our lawyers to get back to you. Right, and there's a lot of fine print <laughs> involved.
0: Yeah, They they offered their own testing. I have a little section here called Intel provided performance numbers, which you can look at. But that was comparing it to the previous generation AMD parts though. That's the problem. So that's, I will show you the lineup here. First of all, here is the breakdown of the new H series processor. If you're looking at the video, you can see that it has eight lanes of gen four for the graphics. It has two by four PCIe gen four for storage. It supports LP4X and LP5 and regular DDR4 and DDR5. There is, uh, let's see, is Thunderbolt Thunderbolt I know is supported. What else does it have? Wi-Fi 60 Gig plus, of course. Thunderbolt four. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, this is very similar to what we've seen on desktop for 12th gen. It's just lower power.
3: Except 4.0 rather than five. Right. PCIe. Here's the
0: here's the um, processor. The SKU stack. Uh, This is H-series only. They also um, announced some lower power parts, but I didn't write about those here. On the flagship, this is the 12900HK I'm talking about. It's a 14-core part. Interesting that it's a mix of six performance cores and eight efficiency cores. Efficiency cores apparently only come in fours. I must not have been paying attention when I talked about these. So they can only be in clusters of four. So you have some odd mixes here where for example that that flagship part the high-end parts are six core performance eight efficiency and then you have a part the i 7 12 h it's six performance four efficiency and you have another part you finally have one part down this, the list the i 5 12 h that has an an even number of both four performance four efficiency so it's just kind of a weird mix here but, I don't know. They're 45-watt parts, all of them. This should be significantly faster because of the improved architecture. So, I, I am looking forward to improved performance from 12th gen. And it, it's kind of sad that there's so many laptops out there with 11th gen parts, because that's all that's been available up to this point. You could buy a True. great like desktop replacement workstation type machine that's $5,000 and has a high-end uh, mobile graphics card in it, and it's just going to be it's going to feel significantly slower than a 12-gen CPU in comparison. Here's some of their charts. Up to 28% faster gaming compared to their 11th-gen flagship. This is just Intel versus Intel. And oddly enough, the 28% faster gaming does not change on this next chart. I this might be a typo. Because they add in the 5900HX, but they don't change... Like, these... Numbers for the AMD part are significantly lower than the baseline, but the percentage didn't change. I have no idea. I guess they're going to leave it up to independent reviewers to tell you how much faster it is. But, of course, AMD's new parts, which should be out, I guess, starting next month, are going to be significantly faster than the 5900HX, so we'll have to see. Uh, This is a little bit more interesting to me, anyway. If you look at uh, something like Premiere... Here's Puget Bench, Adobe Premiere performance, forty four percent higher with the twelfth gen than the eleventh gen. Uh, Lightroom Classic, ten percent faster than the eleventh gen. Autodesk AutoCAD, fourteen percent faster than the eleventh gen. So if you're looking at a lot of these workstation laptops are Intel powered, you know, believe it or not, and so these numbers matter a lot if you're doing these kind of content creator professional applications. Uh, Blender. Thirty percent less time versus what? Versus in baseline? Oh, versus baseline. So, not that much faster than the Ryzen part. Not that much faster than the M1 Max part, but a lot faster than the 11980HK, which apparently is kind of a dog. So, the 11th gen laptop era is coming to an end, thankfully. And look at all these fancy platform technologies deep link yeah deep link it's like a power management power balancing thing between the gpu and cpu and power sharing hyper encode which apparently is going to compete with the stuff that apple was talking about with the m1 max where mm-hmm. things like davinci oh. resolve exports right. are going to be significantly faster because it has built-in like encode decode stuff so. good for them
1: they they had to do something they were they did that i i'm, I'm curious
0: and it's coming, let's see, over 100 designs during Intel's fastest H series ramp, which means their you know, OEMs are going to have laptops very soon. Next month. February 2022. So that's that's yeah, the H we'll see. series <laughs> Josh, let's talk optimistic.
3: about Let's talk about storage. Fizon. Okay. on. All right. Well, Fizon, uh, they've introduced their E26 PCIe Gen 5 controller. Um, this is not going to be available anytime soon. It's going to be probably after August, much like most of the other Gen 5 controllers that we have seen kind of teased to date. Now, this this essentially doubles the bandwidth of a previous PCIe uh, 4.0 part. And uh it's going to be a little bit hotter probably. so we've got to worry more about power. It's a 12 nanometer uh, based controller from what I understand. but yeah it's it's going to be one of the first gen fives that we will start seeing towards the end of summer. Um, a lot of people were thinking, hey, you know Intel just released a Gen 5 uh, uh, even though, isn't aren't there m current intel m.2 slots they they're limited to 4.0 yes on the desktop yeah yes so anyway yeah we're, we're gonna have <laughs> more uh you know infrastructure type stuff platform dealio bobs coming around that will support these natively in m.2 uh but there are you know, PCI 5.0, PCI Express slot-based ones that people have tested, namely our friend Mr. Shrout, who uh, who did oh, a little yes. video uh, before CPS that uh, showed the performance of such a thing. I think it was uh, pre-production Samsung SSDs that they plugged in there, that they're yes. the enterprise version, that he had to have mm-hmm. the very specific adapter that did PCI Express slots to the i don't i can't i don't even know what connector that is that those those square little ssd boxes uh required uh, they look like you know old sata 6 but obviously are not because you know they were pulling 12 gigabyte per second throughput and then they showed off raid and it was you know obviously even more so um but they had to do that without the graphics card because of limitations of intel's Implementation Zuckerberg. of PCI Express 5.0. Go ahead,
2: yeah, they Jeremy. They gave Alan a soldering. They gave. I was saying it was looked like Mark Zuckerberg there. Uh, no, they gave Alan a soldering iron and the ability to design an interface. Oh. what is happening insane. down here? What is this thing? That would doing? be that's, the
0: thing. That's that's the SSD. Is that an active cooling SSD. system here?
3: Possibly. Hmm. Uh, turn it hmm. over, Ryan. There you go. No, it's it, it. Well, I think the adapter may have an active cooling okay. system. I just see a circle here. I thought it might be a fan. But yeah, but know. they had. To, if you look yeah. at the below, that the uh, oh, oh okay. there you oh, go. Oh, it's not. Active. Huh.
0: It looks you like a fan. Probably mount, could. Yeah, it is. I think. It I mean, during is. their benchmarks, they probably had a giant fan on it. But. <laughs>
3: Let's see. He's running I a mean, What's interesting about that adapter is what? that it's got uh, you know PCI power, but it doesn't require it. Obviously, because it's not, it's not connected. By the way, this. But yeah, this he's video he's testing out the
0: dreadful through with uh, Twitter's compression. I just have to say, ah, uh, good job on that.
3: Yeah, so he was just you know testing out the, uh, you know the main M.2 dot PCI four and now he's he's going to this this new one, Ooh. and he's getting damn near 14 gigabyte per second.
0: Yeah.
2: That's, that's pretty neat. Is it just coincidence that that's where the scale ends? <laughs> He's
0: redlining. <laughs> My, by the way, let's go back to the My beginning. My amp
2: goes to 14.
3: Let's go back to the it's beginning louder. of the
0: video. Look behind Ryan's head here. You can see,
3: you can oh, see the old PC
0: per colors. stripes back there. Mm. This backdrop can't fool us. We know what we know what this. We is. This know is where you office. are. You're in the old office.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, it's great to see that uh, we do have uh, new controllers coming. Again, it was, it's going to be the end of summer, uh, if not a little bit later, because again, um, and I'm saying again, again, because again, Intel doesn't have a PCIe 5.0 M.2 slot. And in fact, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to handle power because there is a limit to how much power you can throw through those things. If you've ever taken a look at those, those leads, um, they're pretty densely packed and these things pull, they could pull 11 Watts. And, uh, when you've got a, you know, a handful of, of, power and ground leads, uh, you things start getting interesting. I could be wrong, but uh, AMD won't have anything until AM5 uh, for PCIe 5.0. So you know it's it's going to be an interesting balancing act to see uh, when they start releasing these products and when there's actually platforms that can take advantage of them. Now, of course, with in terms of Fizon, they did show off uh, the regular PCI Express uh, by eight slot uh, based uh, SSD and those may be that they are well not maybe but they are quite likely to be the first products that will hit the uh uh hit the market and those will be you know enterprise based units that will cost quite a bit of money but i mean their performance will be very very good with what 1.5 to 2 million iops i think is is around that so the e26 that's that's the latest generation. You've got some you've got some pretty good uh cache, uh, you know, memory chips in there and a lot of room for a lot of room for improvement. A lot I think mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Exactly.
0: All these empty pads over here. But you yeah. Can yeah. add a bunch of uh, uh backup uh, what are these for? Like uh caps. power super <laughs> caps
1: capacitors.
3: Those are all caps. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what uh, all the empty stuff is, but, um, you know, <laughs> storage keeps going ahead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when when people thought that Intel was going to be releasing PCI 5.0, we thought, you know, these M.2 drives are going to be coming out soon after because when AMD released uh, their AM4 uh, Ryzen 3000 series, which was the first PCI 4.0-based uh, parts, Mm-hmm. You had motherboards uh, right off the bat that could do that, even older ones before, you know, they got downclocked via BIOS updates uh, to PCI three um, There were the that the those initial Fizon E sixteen based. Yep, I think was the um, was it E eighteen. I can't no, remember, the, but anyway, E16 but it was it was, it was E18 the lower
0: was second. Yeah, mm, E2 okay, yeah it, was, it was the
3: lower ones that that could only go up to five. Uh, um five gigabytes per second and uh you know they 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 were a jump up from pci 3.0 but not the big jump that we saw you know about a year later when the second generation uh pci 4.0 devices came out um you know it's going to be a while still until we have pci 5.0 devices for the desktop and they do have some hurdles Coming forward, uh, especially in terms of power consumption on these products. You know, well, we also need an excuse to have
2: them too. Like, oh, this is it really like going to change. System. Well, okay, but for the average four
1: shortest lived uh, interface ever.
3: Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> not really, because it's it's already been out for what two years now. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, one and didn't and been a half known. years. But and yeah, it's, still it's still going to. to be,
0: it has been two years. It, it feels like. Be. It. Yeah. Okay. So analogous to this, we're talking PCIe 4 versus 5. How useful is 5 right now? It isn't really useful. There's very little, if anything, that's actually available for it.
1: There you go.
3: Yeah.
0: You don't need it for a while. It's something to put No on the graphics box.
3: cards? No. Yeah. There's no graphics cards. So for a
0: while.
3: Well, what about DDR4 versus DDR5?
0: Anyway. One of our favorite subjects here on the podcast DDR4 versus DDR5. True. Why not both? <laughs> and I, This is from before CES, but I,
2: I love this. I couldn't believe yeah, this was even But more. at least they didn't mix memory controllers. They went a totally different way.
0: Hey, speaking of boards with I the bonus no on them. I have no idea
2: how this even
3: works, but apparently it does. Um,
0: the DDR5, DDR4 board. I mean, you, you it's it's an elegant solution to the problem of, oh, I got this Z690 board, I got the new processor, but I can't find any RAM in stock anymore. What do I do? Well, apparently, it's the Apex board. I think that's supposed to be shipping with this. If this is true, you'll get the board. You won't be able to find the RAM, but don't worry. You can use this DDR five DDR four adapter, and then have this massive and potentially very flimsy tower of memory on top it's of a tower. Board. Of power. I do not want my son anywhere near
2: this because there'd
0: be <laughs> nothing if it's if the RAM is just sitting atop this.
2: Yeah, and I recognize of, that RAM. That's that's Trident Z-Royal. That's stupid, expensive ramp.
0: And it's it it's heavy, too, because of the big heat sinks on it, or the heat spreaders. I, I worry about the stability of, of something like this. I, it makes me think of speakers on top of speaker stands with nothing. And if you notice, if you notice, they don't have them running in pairs. Yeah, I see that. Nah. Do you also notice that it blocks almost all of the air to this uh, <laughs> scythe?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, am I Ooh. gonna have some uh, heat sink compatibility issues with this adapter? Can I drill holes in the PCB to allow air flow through it? Was is Steve at, at <laughs> Gabriel's seem, gonna drill holes? It does seem
1: excessively. It seems excessively. Literally, tall. speed. I feel holes. like here,
2: here maybe
1: up here, you could you drill think- some holes. You don't think there's any traces in there? in the multi layer? We'll follow the traces there. and drill holes where they are.
2: <laughs> oh, just add some tiny little fans in there to increase the airflow. It won't sure. make any electrical noise yes, whatsoever.
1: Here's a funny, here's a funny backstory on this, on this, uh, extension slash converter slash whatever the hell this is, is that, uh, one of the reasons why DDR5 is difficult to come by, obviously it's like so many other things is the chip shortage, right? Well, the Mm -hmm. one of the very same chips that is used in DDR five that is in short supply must be used on this converter in order to purchase it. Well, that doesn't solve uh, the problem then.
0: (laughs) But but the problem is I can't
1: find the memory. So I mean
0: if we put the (laughs) the power delivery for DDR five on a separate board, won't that I don't know. I I guess
1: that doesn't make any sense. You have twisted me up in your logic. I Mm -hmm. I no longer care. Maybe they had prototyped this and oh some. Oh my God. And maybe it got yeah, out. There's an idea. That's that maybe what
0: happened. Because I don't remember seeing an actual. I have not got a press release in my inbox from Asus saying, hey, we're putting a DDR5 adapter card in our boards now.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe. It's not the kind of thing you want to share with people, no, really. It would be a fun little extra. Like they, they put all sorts of things in these high end boards to justify the, the price, obviously. Like, why is this one $700? Well, because it's got like a, uh, a multi M.2. Riser card on it, and it's got like this DIM. dot two thing and other accessories. Well, what if it right. also has? And, had and they DDR4 don't card?
1: include the DVD with the old BIOS on it in that version and that board. No,
0: I, I actually, I think it was this <laughs> um, MSI board that I talked about last time, the Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I, I was unpacking this, uh, all the accessories earlier, and taking pictures of it and stuff for a review. And it doesn't have a CD. It's the first board in a long time that has not had a disk. It oh. had a USB stick.
3: Oh my gosh. With the drivers
0: on it. So, how modern. Wow. Good job,
2: how modern. MSI. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if my Gaming 7 had a CD in it. I don't think it did. It didn't have a USB stick either. I'd remember that. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't think it had a CD either.
0: Mm. I appreciate my outdated drivers being on a thumb drive that I can reuse for something else, though. Nice. Well, yeah. it's better than the CD. I'll turn that it's thumb drive better. into the BIOS update stick. Yeah. Correct. NVIDIA mm. Bluefield.
2: Please, Jeremy, what is this? Well, I mean, all of you losers that are stuck on your 10 gigabits NICs, uh, you really need to move <laughs> up to the new standard. The new Fake hotness. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the Bluefield Smart NIC, which, uh, long story short, is essentially a network card with a serious CPU on it to uh, handle. Everything that's going on, uh, I think the original the, Killer Nick on Super Steroids, and without being a lie in the marketing side, or at least doesn't seem to well, be, because okay. they and ran the original these Killer on Killer
3: Nick actually had that programmability, and it was an expensive True. card, yeah. And do right. good, yeah. do those apps and and whatever on there, but then nobody was using them, so the next generation of Killer Nick they. They axed all Modernized of that and it. made a bunch of applications that ran on the CPU that then controlled the network card. So, yeah. But yeah, the original Killer Nick is a good idea, nah, you're but right, it I was forgot. aimed at the
2: wrong market. Yeah, and perhaps just a little bit early. But other than that, so... And not performing yeah. very well. <laughs> and no, that was the other problem. Is it, yeah. Even yeah. still. But you're right, it didn't first offload everything off to the CPU. Yeah, he ain't heavy. He's my network card. Uh, so anyways, getting back to Bluefield. Wow. Uh, what they did uh, is they set up a 4x100 gig E connections between two HP Pro Alliance servers. And they decided to see just how much throughput they could get, which was 41.5 million IOPS. Uh, the old Optane P5800X is about 2 million IOPS. Uh, The the previous record was 13.8. So this is just utterly insane. And you're probably not going to see it come to your computer anytime soon. But for inside of a data cluster, uh, this is just brilliant. This is a bandwidth that you, you just can't possibly ever have wanted to see in your life. And now it's being off to you. like read writes of 431 through, gigabytes a second through a wire. Yeah. Across, uh, a, is a it wire, optical yeah.
3: or is it copper? I can't, I think it's optical.
2: Uh, I think these ones were optical. I don't yeah. think they did uh, wire on, or copper on this. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. NVIDIA links, 100 gigabyte E direct attach copper passive cables. Ooh. Running red hat enterprise. Cause that's the thing is that copper has more life to it. You just, got to be really careful with it and pay a lot for it up to the beginning to the point where it's yes, compared to, manage, you know, take a to manage your noise to an optical. Yeah.
1: It's noise, management. And, Let's break uh, some strands. Some copper.
2: Yeah. Don't, don't break the strands. Don't <laughs> yeah, cross yeah. the teams.
3: Well, also you're worried about, uh, you're going to be worried about heat with the copper. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly, with that gonna, much going through it, I've Never
1: really yeah. thought about heat on my network cables, Josh. That's yeah, well, one. they never went that fast um, either, did they? No,
0: yeah, you're right about you that. Need circuit and breakers yeah. for your copper network lines <laughs> when I a like certain it. threshold has been reached. How many amps, I wonder, travel through at those speeds? Yeah, well,
3: oh, that's why, you know, and this raises the question a couple
2: of meters at most. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, they were close together, but this, and again, in a data center, that's not out of uh, question. But no. the question is, did they actually reach the physical limitation on the copper? Could these have actually gone faster with a different? Interface? What about the
0: purity of the copper? What if Audio Quest gets involved and it's the d- d- directional <sighs> copper where the grains
1: of the copper flow a well, certain way? I think, and the I think monster, monster network cables will come to the rescue in that case. Yeah. I mean, in
0: stranded. Uh like versus uh, solid oxygen free it has to be oxygen free but I mean, is course. it solid core this is my 10 oh, yeah.
2: billion dollar server installation
0: is it, is it star how'd you quad spend that much pattern? on the
2: hardware well that was oh, no, no, no. LG now I'll
0: just start I'll just start off by showing you the title here the LG dual up monitor something about the aspect ratio is a little different let me keep scrolling here Keep scrolling. Wait, and for Keep those scrolling. enjoying this via audio, it's, it's a greater than one by one aspect ratio. It's sixteen Long monitor 18. is long. Not 169, not 1610, 1618. 16, Taller 16, than it 18.
3: is wide. So it's, it's two 1080p panels fused together 1440s. vertically.
2: Oh, was it 21440s? Oh, wow. It's 21440s. And I do
0: appreciate wow. the example here of video editing because this is what it looks like basically when yeah. I edit the podcast, except I have a tiny window that shrinks way down and I have controls to the left and right of it because I'm using a 16.9 aspect monitor. Suddenly, yeah.
1: this doesn't. But seem I mean, you're, you're
2: dumb. No, if no. you have
0: limited desk space, this gives you two monitors yes. essentially.
2: Oh, yeah. It's better than that. Uh, but yes, uh, before I go on to the stand that it ships with, are you not familiar with 2560 by 2880 resolution? I'm, I'm not familiar with normal that. ones Ooh, that you use. Does my GPU <laughs> support this? <I> <laughs> Good question. But uh, yeah, so it's not just that, but it sh- the monitor it ships, or the, sorry, the stand that the monitor ships with is actually a clamp style. Oh, okay. So it clamps to the back of your desk. They're not even trying oh. to make this thing stand. Which also means that you can rotate it into 18 by 16. Skate mode, land trips. <laughs> what did you, just, flip what did it you call around. me? You're getting so close what did you call to square.
1: Me? So close to square. Yeah,
0: and there are <laughs> so one close. to one aspect ratio, like airline, whatever it is, style
2: monitors. Yeah, but that's just weird. Airport control. It has to be slightly different. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, when I first saw this, I'm like, what in the hell were you thinking? And then I looked at it and I'm like, wow. This, this doesn't actually make horror. A, this does make a lot of sense. Cause yeah. if you're doing like a 16 by nine video editing, yeah, you got literally have the video up yeah, top really. and
0: the so this editor is, below. This is literally the use case too. And for live streaming too. And I see they have like this, uh, streamer lady oh, here, yeah. like if you, if you yeah. were doing this with like OBS, you could have a full preview of what you're doing and then have all of your controls down here or have a separate, like maybe your script or, you know, something in the window below it, but it's, it's nice.
1: Just so think if you have two of those. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Both on those arms. It's not even, it's not even mm. really a specialty product when you're marketing to like live streamers or video editors no. or things no. like that. Yeah, I hear so that stuff is
0: big these days. I hear that yeah, content creators is. are big. I, I see mm. the, the, the term content creator on almost every press
1: release now. So. Bandied about. It must be big.
2: What is the price? Now, the bad I'm news scrolling. is that uh, they did not list a price. They okay. did not release a release date
3: like everything Mm. else oh well hey you know the the first time i ever saw the mac rotated screen for documents was during a a billy idol um music video i'm trying to remember it was the it was the the girl that that knocks on the nerdy guy's door who's Mm -hmm. you know a yuppie and she starts tearing the place apart and dancing and Making him go crazy. He had one of those those first, you know, rotated aspect monitors, so you could work on documents better.
2: And oh, I the CRTs. That I that yeah, rotated? it is. Cradle of Love. Yes. Yeah.
3: What? What was it? What was the song? Jeremy? Cradle of Love. Cradle of Love. Rock the cradle of love. Yes, love. that's the one. Who would have Rock thought that you would be
0: introduced love. to rotating monitor technology on a Billy Idol
3: video? But. That's the. I mean, I'm, I'm from Wyoming. We we were not a tech capital at the time. Not until I, you know, finally got got moving along. Yeah, they have internet there now. Yeah, right here, they do fairly Pretty decent.
0: Fairly decent. Not great, yeah. but yeah, good, good enough, enough to do this. Good enough for this. Look at this. This is good coming enough. to you live from Laramie, Wyoming, right now. I'm so sorry. In quarter HD. It's- <laughs>
3: Packets are the only thing coming out of Laramie right now because we are <laughs> totally snowed in. What about methane How gas much snow do you have, coming Josh? out of Laramie right now? Sorry, guys. I don't know. I'm sick. Up to six inches now, plus.
2: Oh. We got yeah. more than that. Well, we're getting more. So, so did we. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, picks of the week, and Josh is going to start us off. And I appreciate this pick, Josh, because I wrote
3: up the news post on it. Uh, was it this morning? I think it was this morning. Look at this. I don't know, but S- SK Hynix is finally getting in on the 4.0 action with their P41 SSD. Their SSDs pretty dang good. I have no idea what the controller is. All I know is that their their firmware and their support and all the other things about it pretty dang good. Um, and really What is it, 1.4K one one point four million IOPS. Yeah, that's 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 fast. Very very fast. And it's their own. I mean, when they came it's in with their three SSD, um, you know, it was even in, in, even though we had introductory four stuff, they were still very very competitive across multiple workloads. Really high quality parts, and this looks to follow that same uh, same vein. Five year warranty. That's nice. Looks to be as fast as the E18 with the 176, uh, um, not level, what is it? Stacks, NAND. Yeah, the 3D NAND. Layers? Layers, layers. 176 layer NAND that uh, all the other really super high fast ones are using now. So uh, this looks to be, we don't know prices yet. They should be out within the next two months but i th- i think they're going to be very very competitive with the uh top end and uh they make a good they make a good product i'm excited it says they'll announce pricing and availability
0: uh, sometime later in q1 uh so, but the the endurance on this not only the performance but the endurance is up to 1200 terabytes written for the 2 terabyte model which is the highest in the industry so that is an exciting looking product.
1: I hope I it's, had it is a chance to, to check out a couple of their previous generation ones and they were very, relatively impressive for the price. So I'm not surprised to see them. They're going to do pretty well with this. I, I would expect
0: Jeremy, uh, I don't see a link here, but the, under Jeremy, it says, I don't know the 980 pro
2: one terabyte is on sale literally everywhere. Just find somewhere it is. Like every what? single place it seems to be on for about 50% off.
0: Okay. What are you talking about here? Dot, uh, the yeah.
2: 980 Pro. Uh, I don't oh, know, I know why it's decided to it do sale? it, but if you're looking for something that you already know that it's a good drive, uh, if perhaps maybe a little bit overpriced uh, and is available now uh, up here in Canada, literally every retailer I saw had it at 50% off. Well, this is pretty cheap, $179.99 yeah. in the U S. for the one. I'm seeing one seventy nine, and if you don't want to shop at Amazon, literally anywhere else you go, it seems to be at this price.
1: No, it'd be
3: actually awesome. I got One of it's their only... two terabytes over Black Thursday for two hundred eighty
2: bucks. Yeah, or, or one 290. terabyte, it was, it
3: was right around there,
2: and I'm laughing my arse off right now because in the Canada, it's two hundred bucks. What is that in freedom Which units? Would be... Uh won <laughs> freedom dollars one seventy ish I think, so technically cheaper. Stan yeah, Kopex. regardless, worth taking a look at because that is a damn good drive. And can, honestly, most of the time I'd say it's a little bit more 72. expensive, and you should be paying.
0: Whoa, it's only one hundred fifty six dollars and forty three cents.
2: Oh wow, our dollars down is it? Oh wow, that's cheap. Got to buy it in Canada dollars. Yeah, I'd buy it in Canada and get it shipped down. It'd still save money. Mm, No, you won't. If you're looking for a a hardcore uh, PCIe 4.0 SSD, this is a good one. And right now it's at a price that's uh, quite reasonable. And it gets
0: five stars across the board with 656 reviews on Newegg.com.
2: I think we gave it a prize too. Yeah,
0: and Mm. I actually only tested the 512... And the two terabyte, the one terabyte should be the sweet spot. Sweet spot for yep. this family, though, because the two terabytes a little bit lower performing than the five twelve. So I think the one. You terabyte You noticed was that the best. when you tested it, didn't yeah. you? Yes. Get the one terabyte. Get it on sale. You won't regret it. Except I don't know. Maybe the SK Hynix though. The Platinum P40. I don't
3: know. It's
0: pretty tempting. Mm-hmm. Just about to wait and see. Hmm.
1: Yep. Okay. Brett, you have a dual pick here. I do. They're kind of the same thing, though, but it's sort of personal to me. I'm in the market for television, and I'm looking at LG's either C1 or G1 in a 55. Inch television, and I'm sort of looking at that. And I know, kind of at the end of the lifespan, prices are getting pretty good on it. I'm looking to upgrade from a smaller plasma. Finally, I'm still running a plasma television. Are you kidding? I mean, the prices
3: are outstanding for a C1 right now. It's it's like 1,300 bucks, and they will give you a 200 dollar gift certificate. Yep. And, and I'm it's but like, I'm looking yeah, at this. Go buy a C one. I've got one. I'm and trying to decide whether
1: the G one anyway. is enough of an appro- enough of a bump on that or not. Josh, what do you think? Is the G one another?
3: You know, you, you get a little bit higher. Um, it's a light output. Yeah, you know, like kind of 10, HDR twenty percent output. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I'm not, it's, I'm um, not gonna game on it. You're not Why? gonna notice it in the home theater environment. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're not
0: watching in the middle of the day these the hmm. OLEDs I have an old B1 from 2016.
3: Okay. It's not bright enough during the day with all the windows open. Right. But my C1 is bright enough during the middle of the day. It's not a problem. Yeah. yeah I mean it is bright. It is better at night. But, but at night it hurts I have, my eyes unless I turn it way down.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really? Okay. That's an endorsement. However, so yeah. I'm looking at these. I'm getting ready it to buy. It hurts my eyes. Okay. I'm probably <laughs> going to buy one soon. Then there's an announcement at CES and yeah. I'm like Damn! Did my Oh, not the my, Samsung. Did my purchase get stalled here? So I my pick was the Samsung QD OLED and the upcoming Alienware Dell Gaming I Monitor soon to come out. I think they're lying these about things. the specs on it, but I hope
0: they're
2: yeah. not. I, uh, I my see. God, these For things some reason are you, just
1: like... You linked me to their,
3: like, what is a quantum dot site?
1: Oh, I didn't... Yeah, oh, okay. sorry about that. What are quantum dots? Meant,
3: uh, it's a 55-inch... Curved screen that could go either direction, you know, vertical yep. or horizontal. They're in there, that's kind of nuts. It's it's going it to be interesting crazy. to see crazy
1: the light Let's output. Of we don't this know price. and the, the blacks on it. They just it sounds so tasty. Yeah,
0: well, the blacks on uh, it. The they might be, be lying
1: be a bit. Great, but the the question yeah. is,
0: and actually, I have to say, go to here's the gaming version. Check
1: out. Oh, that's the that's
0: them. Yeah, that's Alienware. Wendell did an amazing video recently. He used a high-speed camera and just very intelligently and very calmly explained display technology and refresh and actual panel response time and gave very clear examples on screen to show you, hey, you know, not everything that claims to be 240 hertz or 144 hertz or whatever (coughs) is maybe it can accept that but the panel itself is not always capable of of completely changing from an on to an off state and he also kind of you know a lot of people know this obviously already but the gray to gray response time it's it's bs like saying the panel has a one millisecond response time which they all do is nonsense because that if you look at the his examples he's showing you yeah it goes from like grayish to purplish and that's a a change of gradation but it is not going from like on to off fast enough to be truly one millisecond if you're talking about like input to display and even the fastest panels are still like 16 milliseconds behind and you know it's just, it's just the way it is but at OLED when he was testing this is why this new OLED stuff is so exciting mm-hmm. OLED is so fast because it's emitting its own light that it truly is displaying just one pixel at a time. So then you, you combine that with quantum dots, which help
1: with the brightness. And so. all blue led backlighting with, with color shifting to green and red. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how they do it. I have to read up on this because typically quantum dots have been integrated into like a, an, an LCD panel. Correct. Yes,
3: and so OLEDs, there's like an LCD so they're, light. They're, they're, yeah, and that looks ahead, like it has the, a backlight good. as well, yeah. as well as being an OLED. And so it's. I would assume so. I want to know how. I want to know how that works. Yeah, I want to see but the the, the color here.
1: range is increased. Their their coverage is increased. The brightness output is higher. The the depth is just so much. The images that I saw were so compelling. I'm like, man, did I just stall my next television purchase? But then I have to think like, did, you know what? Did you, did every, the next the thing is always going to be better on your desktop
3: L C D. What's that? Uh, I guess. Did if you, you they're see the putting... images on your desktop L C D? You, you stop with your logic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so Sebastian's got the perfect thing starting up. On my yeah, TN monitor. The, way that, yeah.
0: the way that they've <laughs> they've been doing quantum dot display structure is with the glass substrate, the TFT. Then a blue light emitting source above the TFT, yeah, which is more blue. or less
2: just a power
1: source, yes, um, for the the yeah. quantum dots to switch because state. they can get so much energy from the from a blue light emitting uh, spectrum source. Yeah. so that makes sense.
2: The yeah. only drawback is that they're ridiculously toxic to make, but uh, we don't care about that sure. anymore. I mean, yeah, at this point, the made world's burning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I get the
0: most. Sorry about that, kids.
2: <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about your future. Do you have no, you future? no big deal, but
1: man, these TVs are going to be mint.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that was p- my pick.
0: Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. My, my pick is... Uh, yeah, right. What am I even signing in as? I guess I'm signing in my PC per account. Um, if you have not heard of this channel before, it's a YouTube channel called Project Farm. They, I don't know where they, how he started, what his background is. All I know is they, this guy makes the most compelling videos testing just regular tools regular household type things like scissors screwdrivers uh penetrating oil just you can look at these breakdowns i like i watched i was absolutely i love this uh furnace uh review best furnace filters that was great I just love how we've mer- moved on from mineral oil to uh penetrating oil mm
1: is this is this Project Farm? Yeah, it's Project
0: Farm. Oh, so if yeah, you haven't like heard Farm. of Project yeah. Farm, go check it out. If you have any interest in like, oh, I'm looking at some oh new screwdrivers. Gosh. He he did he does very yeah. good like scientific testing of of just yeah. Stuff. He's
3: got so many lawnmowers at that place. It's not even yeah. Funny. He does. He's done, he's, he's done all I've the oil uh, you know <laughs> experiments yeah, and the, the oil additive stuff and
1: yeah. I've probably watched 60 70 of this guy's videos. Yeah, They're I'll just really, like I was watching this boots job.
0: one the other night. Like if I can't sleep, I'm just watching like oh, US versus German pliers, which ones are better. And it's German. it's just it's the screwdriver one. Where is that? Best screwdriver.
1: This was a great video because he'll spoiler it's not a Phillips. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's you Canadian bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh the, actually this Craftsman.
1: I I have this uh Craftsman
0: set here. It's like eighteen bucks on Amazon. It was one of the best performers. He cuts them all off, puts them in a drill, uh, screws stuff in, tests it. Different uh, applications shows you like macro <laughs> photography. Yeah. How strong well, is the handle? He's,
1: got, he's he he quantifies it by he's got measuring devices. You know. Yes. I mean? So he's got yes. numeric. So this is not subjective
0: stuff. testing. He shows right. you like up close. Before and after putting in so many screws, how does the, how much wear was there on the actual um, head, I guess? Right,
1: and torque how, measurements, time. Look at that. See, there's that. wear after a
0: certain number of screws, that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. If you're in the market Absolutely. for something like this, like a new pair of pliers, or which which uh, channel locks are best? Is it the actual channel lock those, brand? Those Is
1: portable it? battery packs with the yeah. capacitor. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, what temperatures do they operate at? How big an engine will they turn over? How much load do they really have? He's got load testers and stuff that work mm-hmm. on those. Drills, drill drivers, just all kinds of great stuff. The first filter one was great because he built a box. It was like a, a
0: plexiglass box. You could see what was going on. Had the furnace uh, fan and then had a particle meter below the filter and had like a air. What was what is that? tool called like it measures uh, air
1: resistance the air air quality measurement or yeah or what and so it? he
0: he used a bag of flour actually as oh an example of, he poured the bag of flour over the filter and then would use the particle meter to determine how much of the flour actually got through the filter mm. and then he was testing resistance without anything on the filter like straight out of the package versus covered in flour and it was pretty interesting the, what it boiled down to was get a filter with more pleats essentially Yep. Because oh. the filters with more, more surface area. Yes. Dense. And it's less yep. dense. So there's better airflow, but it still does a good job of filtering. So just that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's I don't all know what you're
1: going to learn here. I know.
0: How That's all mm. I have. That's all we have for you this week at PC per on uh, the podcast. I don't know. This is a terrible outro. Yeah. Welcome back to the new year. <laughs> it's 20,
3: yeah. 2022.
0: 2022. Uh, it's 2022. You still can't buy anything. <laughs> no. CES was they shouldn't have even held it, but they the most of the big names backed out. Have any of your local news
2: companies shown any video from there? Like B roll, if it it was provided. One of my local local news guys (laughs) have someone down there, and so they're in the main hall. The booths aren't even touching each other. Like there are literal gaps between each booth, which is if you've never if you've never actually seen the CES main hall. It is insane. If they could figure out a way to stack booths on top of each other, they already would have and done it. You, you got like a five foot square space. If you were big this, no, there's, they're sprawling out. And he showed the background. I could see floor. In fact, I could barely any, see any people because in a usual CES, you wouldn't be able to tell what the floor was because it would be people. Wall to wall, sea of people.
3: By the way, speaking it of it, actually friends, might yeah. have been fun to kind of speaking go of people, because there wouldn't be any taxi lines, oh, bus lines. True. You could get to any meeting without bouncing a into hundred people.
1: See. But, but so many
3: stayed home. The people
1: so
0: could probably got. Uh,
3: yeah, but you'd be when, still taken out to dinner. So.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, true. You—that's one of the things I was explaining to my wife. It's like, yeah, I can cover it all from here, but I don't get free food and booze this way. Mm-hmm. So no, we a, do not. It's like nope, I was—I I was, got—I was laughing because I got a notification from Pepcom. And it's like, hey, join our virtual like virtual Pepcom. What is this? Like, the whole reason you go to digital experience is for the food and drinks, and also yeah. to get a little preview of
3: what you're going to see the next day when CES officially opens. Yeah. And I mean, you you'll oh. find you know two or three gems during that entire thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, or at least the memories. Network,
0: talk to your yeah. PR person face to face. Yeah, you talk yeah. to via email all year. That's nice. But by the way, uh, one of the posts I did was from Fantex. I just wanted to show this real quick. The Fantex. Phanteks- oh, I like oh, this case. Xt. This, this is not two different cases. This is the same case. It extends upward. To provide you with more or less room, depending on your needs.
2: I, now, I built is it a pole, or do you checks. just pet it on the top and it gets taller? I
0: don't think it's motorized. <laughs> it's not in-wind, so it's not going to have a motor or anything in it. So you got a pull on it. All it, right. it, it oh. The basis of it looks a lot like a Dan Case's. Yeah, a little bit wider, yeah. but then you can add height to do different things with the front, I guess. Because it's like liquid cooler uh, compatible if you extend it upwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: kind oh, of a radiator mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like one a case, But the, it extends to your cooling performance needs.
2: I like that revolve line. I always mm-hmm. have.
0: Yeah, it's really sharp looking. Aluminum panels on the
2: outside, very premium. Yeah. You know, if they set up motorized motors on it so that it acted as a bellows, that would actually probably really improve <laughs> the airflow. <laughs> <laughs> so the case breathes.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that last year the bellows computer
1: case. <laughs> <laughs> do we have anything else or should we say goodbye to everybody before i end let's the say recording? goodbye kent okay. kent is advocating that we get him one of those fantex cases to review
0: oh the shift all right I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll email them all right
0: well uh so concludes another episode of the pc perspective podcast tune in next week when we will in all likelihood return with another week's worth of news reviews stuff you know ces Maybe will be CES over stuff. of course by then There's always more. There's always more press
2: releases in PDF format. Yeah. And don't worry. In two months from now, we'll start getting notifications about CES 2023.